Well, good morning, good morning, everybody. If you would make your way to your seats for me as you're doing that, if you did not receive a guide and you would like one today. And uh, let me say this to you, really, really important that everybody gets a guide today because inside of your guide, there's a little piece of paper I'm going to use for an illustration. So you're going to want one of those. So if you didn't get a guide, raise your hand and let the ushers bring it to you. So you have that for the illustration. There's a little slip of paper. It's a little ruler. I'm going to use that at the end of the teaching. So make sure you have that. Put it somewhere where you can get to. While they're doing that, uh, let me also encourage you, if you didn't get a a physical guide, if you're distancing right now, we do have our e-guide. You can get on the website and go to the e-guide, and it's got all the same information and everything there. I'm not going to go through a bunch of announcements today. Because actually, I want to talk about one thing that I am so ready for and so excited for. Next Sunday, we are starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. Next Sunday. And, um, and so we already have the guides prepared for you so that you can be- begin to prepare your heart. So the guides this time look a little bit like this. But here's what we're doing. We would like to save money. How, m- how many of you believe that we should save money to try to use it for ministry? Instead of killing trees and on paper, right? So here's what we did. Listen to me. We printed zero of these, okay? Because what we did was we put it on our website. On the website, under resources, there's a place that says 21 days of prayer. It's there right now. You can go and grab one of these. Now, if you really need a physical copy, we are more than happy to print one at the office for you if you'll just request it. So send us an email, come by the office, call Lizzie at the office. We're happy to print one, but we just would rather print just exactly what we need instead of having a bunch of wasted papers. That makes sense to everybody? I know that makes it a little bit harder for you to have to get one, but if I hope you'll appreciate the fact that we'd really rather use that money doing ministry in town than killing trees. So does that make sense to everybody? So if you want one of those, uh, let us know. We'll be happy to print, but otherwise you can go on the website. You can go on right now uh, under resources, 21 days of prayer. For those of you who come from a background where you have never really gotten into this thing called fasting, Uh, Let me just explain really quick, because I'll be honest, for the majority of my Christian walk, fasting, um, I I had one thought when it came to fasting, and that was I just thought it sucked. That, that was really my thought pattern, to be quite honest. Because really, I grew up doing Lent. Anybody else do Lent? 40 days before Easter, right? You do the whole thing. And all I knew as a kid, you're just supposed to give something up, and it stunk because you couldn't eat whatever you wanted to eat, or that kind of a deal. But I, I want you to understand that the, the Bible's very, very specific, that there are things that we cannot do. Listen, there are things we cannot do in the Christian walk without prayer and fasting. And so that is a missing piece of some people's walk is, is fasting. And the idea behind fasting is that you and I are tied to things of this world pretty tightly, right? We've got some things that we use for medication. Let's just say it that way. Everybody in here and everybody listening online medicates some way or another. Some people medicate with television or sports, like you're just going to sit there and be mind-numbing. Some people medicate, come on ladies, with some chocolate. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. Y'all just told on yourself we're about to start celebrate recovery, so you're going to be there. Um, no, I'm kidding. But no, but shopping, um, you know, whether it be food, how many, any, anybody else an emotional eater? Oh Lord, I'm emotional. If I'm upset, I want to eat something. If I'm happy, I want to eat something. Come on, anybody else testify? Am I the only one? Right? Okay, so listen, we have all these things that we're tied to in this world that keep us connected with, to the world. 
And yet, Romans tells us to, to not be conformed to this world, but be a living sacrifice, to set ourselves apart. To be holy means to set ourselves apart. So the idea of fasting is to find something that you use to sort of medicate you, to use that you use that actually, if you got rid of that, you would have more time to focus on your relationship with God. And so that's really, I want you to think about it this week, because I'm really asking you to really push in on this 21 days of prayer. The Holy Spirit has just stirred me so much about this particular 21 days of prayer right now. And just what I feel like he wants to do, what I I feel like he wants to say to you. I got to say that to you again. Listen to me. The creator of the universe, you know, the guy who's like all powerful, omnipotent, knows everything. Listen to me. He wants to talk to you this morning. Like that's just, that's dumb. You, You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That God, like God wants to talk to me. And he does. He, he wants to speak specific. And over 21 days, I think he wants to speak about, and this is what God has given me for this 21 days, is, is I think he wants to speak to purpose. Because I think we're struggling so much with purpose and all this craziness with COVID and 2020. Good Lord, can we just wipe 2020 off the history books? You know, just the madness. And, and add to it, it's an election year. Come on, somebody. Yay, I love it. So much fun, right? As we yell and holler at each other and say horrible things to each other. Listen, 21 days, I want you to think about what it's going to look like over 21 days for you to give something up that you might more focus on your relationship with God. Some of you, social media, TV, some of you, turn the media off. They all lie in any way. I got like two amens, right? Everybody else in here, I'm not going to say it. I almost said something I shouldn't have said. But anyway, no, but listen, like, like get it. Let's, let's for 21. And so I want you to think about it this week. I really wanted to talk about it today and have guides read early because I want us to put some kind of emphasis on this 21 days. What is it? What is it that you need to sacrifice? What is a real, listen to me, it's a sacrifice. So what does that mean? That means it hurts. Right? It's not something I give up because, oh yeah, you know, that's, it's like, it's like me giving up chocolate. I don't really even like chocolate. I don't care. Right? It's like, it's like, you know, somebody saying, oh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to give up broccoli. (laughs) Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, what is it? What is it that you're going to sacrifice? And then starting next Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I'll be on Facebook live at 5 a.m. for all my early risers. Uh, listen to me for 21 days. I'm going to be up at 3:45, listening to God and talking to you at 5 a.m. And so I'm inviting you to come join me at 5 a.m. on Facebook Live. If not, you can watch it later, right? For all you guys that are a little backslidden, you can do it later. Just kidding, it's a joke. But but seriously, listen. I really want you to consider what it means to push in on 21 days of prayer and fasting. Does that make sense? Everybody understand? Like what? What does God want to say to us? What is in the way of what maybe God wants to say to us? So. Let's, let's jump in on 21 days of prayer as we get ready for next week. Um, we have been working through a series, and today is the final day. So if it's your first day here, you're coming on the backside of a series. I think God's still going to speak to you, so don't check out on that. But we've been doing a series. It's, it's just called Hashtag Winning. Because 2020 has just felt like a bunch of losses, right? 
like you can't do this and you have to wear that and you have to wear a mask here and you have to do, and you can't do and all this sort of, and then we're fighting because we're Americans and we got our freedom and freedom of speech. And well, I think this person, I mean, 2020 has just been so chaotic as if life was not chaotic enough. And so the idea was, is what does it mean to win like, like God in the middle of chaos, in the middle of craziness, what does it look like? For us to actually win at life. And so we talked through over the last three weeks. I want to review. We talked through three words. Okay. The very first word. Week and word was. We talked about being a servant. The word, the world says for you to work yourself to a place where you are served. Be served. The world would say. Right. Climb the ladder. So that you can have assistance and people do things for you. And you can pay people to do things for you. Like be served. When God's word tells us to be a servant, Jesus took the towel and washed their feet, right? We're supposed to serve. The second week, we talked about love. Without love, we are a clanging cymbal, right? Like I could get Dimitri back on the drums and just having crash that cymbal and crash that cymbal. And that's what you and I sound like to the rest of the world. If we don't do what we do with love, right? Serve, love. And then last week, I got just a little bit passionate about last week. It's a particular topic that just, it's just one of those for me. It's a holy discontent for me. And last week we talked about honoring, right? Honoring. Yes, even those we don't like, right? Honoring. So serve, love, honor. This is, this is what we've been talking about. I want you to notice that all, these, all of these are about how we relate to other people. In other words, winning in God's economy goes from me out. Whereas everything in the world around us tells me that winning goes from out in. It's what I get. It's what I receive. It's what I can collect. It's all that. And so it's upside down. It's completely opposite in the way that, 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 that God talks. And, I, and today, I want to talk to you about the last piece of this. And, and, and this one is a core value of Church of the Lakes. Um, we just, we believe that if, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to understand something a little bit about why we do what we do, this would be it. The church does not exist to give you a place to come to church. Listen to me. We are the church and we exist for the world. Do you hear serve in that? Do you hear love in that? Do you hear honor in that? Right? We, we, we are not here to give people a place to come to church. We're not here to try to please everybody in the way that they would like it. We are here to gather the saints together and go, all right, let's get a game plan to go out there and serve the community. Let's get a game plan of what it looks like to, to love and to honor and to, and, and to serve the people around us. But when you turn on TV and when you look at social media right now, holy cow, right? Crazy would be the very first word that probably comes to mind. Like mass insanity, like Washington D.C. probably is at best organized mass chaos. You know, when we look at, I mean, and and, and here's the here's here's the question. So, what's the answer? And if you watch TV or if you look on social media or you ask people, most of the answers we have right now, listen to me, are political. Right? Well, we just get the right guy in the right office. If we can just get the right bill passed. If we can just, and can I submit this to you this morning? Some of those things may be helpful in pieces, 
But I don't think that's the answer. Hey, church, you're the answer. I'm the answer. We're the ones that God has sent. That his church might rise up and be the light in the darkness. Right? That, That we might rise up and be salt, which makes things better. Right? But of course, the big question is, what are we going to do? How are we going to do that? And, and, and I believe that that is so hard for us to kind of grasp. So here's another question I'll get regularly. Pastor Mike, do you think we're living in the last days? To which I'll tell you, I really don't know. And, and I say that pretty darn confidently. And I don't feel uncomfortable with that because guess who else doesn't know? Jesus. The scripture says the son doesn't know when he's coming back. Now, here's what I do believe. I believe he's sitting there next to the father. He's like, dad, how about today? Like the horse is ready. I'm ready to go get my bride, dude. Right? And dad's like, ah, not yet. It's not quite, not quite to that place yet. So I don't know, but here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that there are signs that we might be in the end. There are signs that we might be at that place, which puts us into an interesting kind of a scenario Because Jesus talked about, in in Matthew 24, if you look at Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the end times. And he talks about what that might look like. And he says, the end will come, he will come back when all nations have been preached the gospel. I just want to say this to you and stop right now on the side, by the way, and just say, thank you for your continued giving. Because you don't, may not even realize this, but you're a part of that. You're a part of that reaching nations Because there's a young couple that we support, that you support every quarter. And right now they are in Siberia. Right? It gets down to negative 76. We saw a video of negative 76 degrees. You ever heard anything like that? They sent us a video with their kids. They got this little Eskimo suit on sliding down an ice slide. And the caption says, finally spring is here. But listen to me, there's a small group of Christians, like literally 15 people of a whole people group. And they're there, there with Wycliffe Bible translators translating the Bible into that language. See, and that's going on all around us. And you're a part of it every time you give. When you give, we're giving and supporting that young couple that does that. So I, I want to talk a little bit about end times because... I believe we are in some sort of the end times, whether it's tomorrow or further. But how do we win? What does that look like? What is it going to... And Jesus talked about it in Matthew 24. But I I picked this particular verse out. It's verse 37. It says this. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus said this, and my thought was, well, wait a minute. Let's study Noah a little bit. So we're going to study Noah a little bit today. Okay, we're going to look at the story of Noah. Some of you guys know that story. Um, some of you guys have heard it a whole bunch, but let me, let me just read a little bit from Genesis 6, 5 through 8. It says this. The Lord saw how great wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> um, and, and that every inclination of their thought of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe From the face of the earth, the human race I have created, and with them, the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. Does it keep going? But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. 
Check this out. Creator of the universe, God, all-knowing God, is like, I'm done. I'm wiping them out. And then he goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. Over there. I see this one guy. And, and, and you know what? There's something about that dude. There's something about him that is obedient. There's something about him that has favor. I need to say this, and somebody needs to hear this this morning. Listen to me. God is looking for people. He is looking for a people who will come to such a level of obedience and such a level of, of, of submission and holiness in what they do that he might use to do something amazing and miraculous. Now, now I want you to notice a couple things, you know, about this whole deal because Noah is a story. Come on now, the, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that argue the science of this. But I need you to hear something. I went to the Creation Museum just outside of Cincinnati. They built the full-size ark. Has anybody ever been there? you got to go. It's amazing. We're standing inside of the ark. And it's as big as this auditorium times like four, you know, going that way. And we're standing in the ark. And my wife just stopped. And she's staring down the thing. And I was like, what? And she goes, we're standing in grace. We're standing in grace. Like he was going to wipe it all out. But he gave grace. Was Noah perfect? No. So God still gave grace even to him. And the reason you and I sit here today is because there was somebody. There was somebody. Just one. Just one. Doing his best to be obedient, serve, love. But, you know, this story of Noah is one of those that, that people kind of argue whether it really happened or all not. Uh, kind of like the little girl who wrote, writes the term paper in her class. She writes it on Jonah. Jonah and the whale, swallowed by the whale, three days, spit out on the beach, the whole deal, right? Her teacher's a total atheist, comes back to her and goes, I will not grade this paper. This is ridiculous. It's the stupidest story I've ever heard. This could not happen. It's not scientifically possible. Blah, 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 blah. Blast this little girl. Little girl's not backing down. Little girl looks at her and goes, well, you know what? I'm going to ask Jonah when I get to heaven. And the teacher goes, well, what if Jonah's not in heaven? She goes, well, then you can ask him. I want to talk to you today about being bold. Being bold. Being a people that understand, listen to me, you were created to make a difference. For some of you, something inside of you goes, amen. Yeah, I know. I just don't know how. For some of you, you go, me? <laughs> well, like maybe that's you, Pastor Mike, but like you, you, don't, you, you don't know. And I need you to hear something. You were created to make a difference. We believe as a church that we are called to lead people through a process of living life that God created you to live. Doing your part in God's story, and we call it Life Steps. It's what we do here at Church of the Lakes. Four steps that we walk you through that you might know God. It's got to start with you having a relationship with God. You've got to know him. And if you don't know him, that should be your number one priority. is to know him. Right? But once we have a relationship with him, then we've got to get to a place where we start to deal with our past. Anybody got a past? Right? Anybody got a rap? No, just don't, don't put your hand up. I'm just kidding. Listen, we all got stuff, but you've got to get past your past. We're going to talk about that more in just a minute. We call it find freedom. 
You've got to find freedom and get past your stuff. The reason being is, once you know God and you begin to deal with your stuff, you'll begin to discover the purpose and the meaning that you have so that you can make a difference in this world. That is what we do. That is what we are called to do. And so it's amazing because sometimes we'll look at things and we'll go, God, why don't you do something about this? And you know what I think God says to us? He goes, I, I, I did. I, I sent you. I sent, I sent you. Like I, I'm, I got all the faith in the world in you. I got, I got all the trust in the world in you that if you'll submit and allow my Holy Spirit to work through you, he'll empower you to do things you can't even fathom. See, I have an agenda as pastor of this church. I'm going to tell you up front. You want to know what my agenda is? Here's my agenda. I want every single one of you, I want every single one of you to go on a journey. So when you get to your memorial service, right? When they're speaking over your, over your carcass laying there, that they might say something like they said about David in Acts 13, 36. Look at this. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. That's the goal. That's what it means to win, that we might serve God's purpose. God has a purpose. God has a plan. God has something. There's a reason you live in the villages. I don't know what it is. No, I'm kidding. But listen, that was a joke for my villagers. Listen, there's a reason that you moved to Leesburg. There's a reason that you grew up in Leesburg. There's a reason that you have a job here and not somewhere else. There's a reason that God has you where he has you. It is very, very Purposeful, And he created you with an idea in his, that you would make a difference where he's placed you. All too often we're distracted with so many things that take us away from making the difference that we have. So I want to talk about being bold or making a difference today. Being bold and making a difference. Now here's what I want you to hear. Listen to me. We have to stand up and be bold. Can I get amen on that one? All right. Now listen, that's not hard for Christians to hear. Matter of fact, we got a lot of Christians out there being really, really bold. You want to know what the problem is? We didn't put serve, love, and honor before bold. So we're blasting people. And we're running our mouths of everything we're against. Nobody gives a flip what you're against. They want to know what you're for. But the reality as Christians is this is wrong and you're wrong and blah, blah, blah. blah. Listen to me. Serve, love, honor, right? Have got to go before our bolds. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Right? That that if we're going to be bold, yes, we're to be bold. Yes, we need to get involved. But we've got to understand what it means to serve, love, and honor while we are being bold in what we stand for. So let me talk to you a little bit about being bold. Because for some of you, um, that's a little bit of a, a struggle. Like, what does that look like for me to be bold, for me to make a difference? So let me break it down for you. First, if you want to be bold, you want to make a difference, you start with those that are closest to you. Start with those that are closest to you. If God has placed you where he's placed you, listen to me, that's your first calling. Look around, let's start, look around your house. That's your first calling. If you're married, that's your first calling. If you have kids, that's your second calling. Are you, are you hearing me? See, God has placed you. If we're going to be bold, if we're going to make a difference, we got to start right here. 
And all too often, I'm just as guilty. I can be focused so much on church stuff and community stuff and everything else, and I'm not paying attention to my own daughters. Come on, somebody. Right? I'm losing sight of. Like, if we're going to be bold and understand purpose and meaning, it is right there around you. Genesis 7 and 1. Let's look at Noah. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark that you and your whole family. You and who? You and your whole family. Because I have found you righteous in this generation. Who was righteous? Noah was righteous. But who else got to go into the ark? His family. Somebody needs to hear the words today. You've been looking two steps beyond where your purpose is. Men, we're so tied up at work trying to find purpose and meaning there that we're missing what's right here around us at home. Boy, it got real quiet all of a sudden, didn't it? Listen, who's closest to you? Who's right around? Let me show you a New Testament verse, Acts 16 and 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Pastor, you saying like, if I pray a prayer, then my house will get saved too? No, 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 that's not what it says. If you look at it, the original language, it just says that if you get saved, your sphere of influence, your household is going to be affected. And probably they're going to get saved because if there's real transformation in you and you really begin to live out, serve, love and honor and be bold, then it's going to affect them in such a way where they're going to go, okay, what is it? Got to have it. What is it? Right? And, 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 and that's, that is our, it's, it, that word household in, in the Greek is oikos. It's your sphere of influence. So here's what I want to say to you. Listen to me. Who's your one? Who's your one in your little sphere of influence? Maybe it's in your household. Maybe it's at work or in your neighborhood. But there's one right now that God's got you focusing on or needing to focus on. Maybe you've been distracted and you haven't been. That actually you need to try to have sitting next to you in a service real soon. Right? That, that they have the opportunity to come and, and interact with and hear God's word and see. And when that happens, let me tell you, that's going to be the, 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 the service that you are most in tune with. Like on that particular day, you got a friend coming. I've had this. People come up to me and go, Pastor, I brought a friend today. It better be good. Like, bring your A game, because I invited like four families, man. I'm like, I got you. You bring them, right? And, and you're thinking, I, don't sing that song, Marcus. Sing that other song, Marcus. Right? No, I don't. That, that one, this one. Right? And you're going to be all in tune. And let me just tell you, when you have that someone sitting next to you, it is going to be one of those days where you're just going, I'm having a hard time paying attention, because I'm like, are they taking notes? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've ever done this before? And let me give you permission. When it comes time and I tell everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads, peek. Are you hearing me? Like when Pastor Mike says, everybody, close your eyes and bow your head. Well, you can do that, but like keep one open. Because there's nothing like that moment when a tear starts going down their cheek. There's nothing like that moment when they... Raise their hand and go, it's me. I, I, I need, some, I don't know. I need, I need something and I'm here and I, I surrender. There's nothing, listen to me. Church, we need to be bold. 
We need to be bold in looking at right ar- who is right around you that you need to invite to church. And there are usually seasons of church, listen to me, that are better than others to bring people to, right? Like sometimes I'll do some series and they're a little bit heavier, but sometimes we do things that are more kind of geared towards somebody kind of coming off the street and it's a little better for them. Can I say this to you and let you know? The next two months, August and September, it's going to be your best shots for the rest of the year. I'm just, I'm I'm being serious. Like there are going to be messages that are geared towards where people are and their struggles and all of those kind of things. And, and, and so listen, who, who's your one? So as we start doing 21 days of prayer, I want you to focus and think about being bold in, in my sphere of influence. Being bold, right? Listen to me. Your neighbors need an invitation. They, they keep coming out with this research. And I'll be honest, I push back on it a little bit. But year after year, Barna comes out with it and says this. Listen to me. 74% of people will say yes to coming to church with you if you'll just ask them. And you know, when I, when I think about that, I go, why is that? Why are we so, why are we apprehensive to share? Like, why are we apprehensive? You got to be bold. You got to be bold right there in who's closest around you. Who, who else? You got to be bold for, and let me, stay with me on this one. This may sound a little weird. But you got to be bold or make a difference for my generation. For America, for our area, for, for where God has placed us. We are in an election year. How many of you wish that Jesus would just come back before November? Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one, right? The guy who can't shut up and the guy who can't put a sentence together, right? It's going to be interesting. Christians stop sitting in their little churches and praying for savior politicians. And we're bold enough to go and say, I got an answer that's better than any Democrat or Republican in the White House. I I, I got an answer that's bigger and better than any of those scenarios that, that the TV or anybody else is offering you. And it's a relationship with the creator of the universe who knows you through and through and created you and has a purpose and a meaning for your life. We, we, we've got to do something. We've got to be the change. Let me say this. Run for office. I didn't get any reaction whatsoever. <laughs> Run for office. And some of you are all like, no way. Yeah, that's the problem. Listen to me. As long as the church keeps going, no way, we're out will look just like the church in Europe. To see the church in Europe was gathering together in the church and singing God's praises, right? And they're doing their thing and they're singing champion and all and going right next to the church on the tracks where the trains carrying all the Jews to be slaughtered. And do you know what the church would do whenever the train went by? They would just sing louder so they didn't have to hear the train. Let me ask you, church, are we just singing louder so we don't have to hear the train? When do we get involved? When do we get on committees? When, when do we get on boards in our community? When do, and you go, how can I do that? When can I do that? How can we not do that? This is what we are called to do. Listen to me, church. Don't shrink back from the community. We've got to push in. 
Listen, I love being the chaplain of the police department. Love it. Yesterday I went out there with a SWAT team and shot a M4 fully automatic military grade with a laser sight. Lord have mercy. I was loving life. But that's really not why I do it. Although that was killer, that's not why I do it. I do it because I get an opportunity to sit in a car and hear a kid tell me their struggles, right? And make a difference in my community. I, I, I get to go out on nights when, and leave my family sometimes. And I got to be careful about my sphere, but go and serve this. Listen to me. Leesburg doesn't change until we change it. Lake County doesn't change until we, we change it. Are you, are, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like we have to get involved. We've got to stop and go, I need to be bold for my generation. What does that look like? What is it that God is calling me to do? We've got to be the change for our generation. Jeremiah 5 and 19, you are to influence them. Do not let them influence you. So what is that? What what is that for you? What does that look like? And listen to me, if you don't know, let me encourage you. Set up a meeting with me at the office and let's sit down and talk about your passions. Let me really encourage you to go through life steps because we're going to help you understand your passions and your personality and all those kind of things. That's why we do what we do. Our goal, we're trying to get you to move forward into what God's called you to do so that you can make a difference and be bold. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like that is the calling. And yet, what is it inside of us that keeps pushing back? One more of those. We need to be bold and make a difference for God. For God. Because remember the story? God's looking for people, yes? God's looking for people. He's looking for people. Right? Just had the opportunity to meet this young man who's going off to the army in two weeks, right? Right? Two weeks. Going to serve our country. Right? I look back here. Here's... Here's coach, here's coach Luke Freeze, who's coach here at Leesburg High School, the football team. On August 30th, you have supported, you didn't know it, but you've supported the cheerleaders of Leesburg High. They're coming to do some cheers for us at church on August the 30th, right? L- listen, this is what it's all about. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're not sitting in the Leesburg High School because this is cool and cute and all that. Yes, it was awesome. We had 800 seats. It was easier to social distance and all that stuff. But we are here on mission. You, you are here on mission and you have a part. It's not Mike's job. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? It's church. Like you've got a part to play. Like I look out in the audience and I'm seeing so many things. Joe is out at the correctional facility and what he does out there serving at Coleman. Right? I look out and, and, and I see the, the, the nectar lions who live out in the villages. And, and Kim does the gym and she's got it. I mean, I could walk through each and every one of your stories. Right? And talk about your circles and talk about your spheres and say to you, listen to me. Listen. I just want to shake you. And say, have you gotten lulled to sleep a little bit? Have I, have I gotten a little apathetic? Are you hearing me? Uh, about my circle. Have I, have I lost Vision. My job today, I'm a coach. This is the, this is the halftime pep up for the second half today. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, that's what I said to myself. I was like, you know what? I love it that I shaved my head. It was a perfect week to do it. Cause I look like a football coach right now. Ready? Just grab you by the jersey and go get your butt in the game. Right? Come on, church. Come on, church. Listen to me. You have the power of the Holy Spirit put inside of you to do something great. 
You just got to believe it. You just got to believe it. So that led me thinking about it. Man. I started kind of thinking about Ezekiel 22 and 30. Look at this verse. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall. (laughs) There's a Trump verse for you, you Trump supporters. Anyway, don't take that too far. It was just a joke. I looked for someone among them who would build up a wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. I'm just looking for somebody who'll stand up on behalf of the land, God says. Right at this time period. And he says, and I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. Let that not be so of our generation, of us. Come on. Let that not be so that we would be the people that step up and say, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit was deposited inside of me, not just as a guarantee so I could sit over here and hide and hold on to my little get out of hell free ticket so I get that in heaven. No, so that I'm empowered through the Holy Spirit to use giftings to, to speak wisdom and life into the community around me. What is it that pulls us back? Why would people say no, listen to this, to being a difference maker? And then the Holy Spirit said this one word to me. Why? Why would they say no to being a difference maker? Fear. Fear. That every single one of us is struggling with fear. The men in here and the men watching online. There's a little boy inside of that man body. See, this man stands in front of you, and I'm a big guy. And I look like a man's man, and I'm kind of a man's man. And can I be honest enough to say? Can I be transparent enough? Confession's good for the soul, bad for the reputation. Inside Mike is a little boy going, am I being a man? I don't know if this is really what a man looks like. I'm trying to be a man. Oh, here comes everybody. And ladies, that you're trying, why? It's, it's fear. Fear. What do we fear? Because here's what I need. We, we need to address fear today. We need to address fear so that we can fulfill being the, 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 the difference makers and being bold in the way we're called. So what is it? I thought of four things. Number one, what am I afraid of? Number one, I'm afraid of the past. Come on, somebody. I'm afraid of the past. I see that background. I see that. You're like, you don't know me. Right? Like Pastor Mike comes to me and says, hey, come help us. Come, come get involved. And on the inside, I'm going, you, you, you don't know my past. You, you, don't, you don't know how many marriages. <laughs> you don't even know what I did last night. Can I say something to you? When Jesus was building his team, he didn't go to the beautiful, talented people. When Jesus was building his team, he went down to the bank with some nasty, stinky fishermen with pasts and probably potty mouths. Come on, somebody. You ever thought that through? You ever pictured Jesus comes walking down and he gets down to the, uh, to, to the shore and before they see he's coming and before they know, like they're dropping F-bombs. Come on, this is real. Let's talk real for a second. Maybe they're making some snide comment about the woman that just walked by. 
Because her robe, a little bit of her ankle showed. Woo! You know. (laughs) And Jesus doesn't look at them and go, oh, potty mouth, sailor, punks, don't know how to treat a woman, womanizer, I'm not using them. Now, you know what Jesus does? He looks at them and he goes, I could do something with you. And somebody here needs to hear that this morning. That Jesus would look at you this morning and say this, listen, I could could do something with you. I, I I can work with that mess. I can turn a mess into a ministry. God knows your past and he wants to help you leave it. And heal from it. And be a difference maker. He sees inside of you. Listen to me. Your past does not disqualify you. As a matter of fact, let me say it to you this way. Probably your past qualifies you more. You know why? Because if I'm going through a divorce, I don't want to talk to a perfect little couple. I want to talk through somebody who went through a divorce and came out the other side and is still serving God. Are you hearing me? If I'm dealing with financial trouble, I don't want to talk to somebody who's got it all together. I want to talk to the guy that filed bankruptcy and yet made it through and came out the other side. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? God is in the habit of using people just like you and me. I say it all the time and y'all laugh because you think it's a joke and I'm being serious. If y'all knew my whole history, you probably wouldn't come to this church. Because somewhere along the line, God looked at Mike and went, whew, it's going to be a little work, but I can, I can do something with that. And God's saying the same thing to you. I can do something with that. Listen to Romans 11 and 29 from the message. I love the way the message says this. God's gifts and God's call, what he gives you in your abilities, and the call on your life, what he has put on your life, catch this, are under full warranty. I love that. They're under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. God has giftings and callings that he's given to you and only you. And listen to me, your past does not disqualify you. What else do we fear? Number two, we fear the crowd. We're afraid of what people think. It sprung joy into my heart. I'm just going to tell you to watch some of the young ladies worship this morning. Because they're dancing and getting it and having a good old time. And I thought, I love it. They don't give a flip what anybody thinks this morning. You thought I was going to say something else. They, they, they don't give a flip what anybody thinks. Why? Because you know what I'm caring about? I care about what God thinks. And for so many of us, we're so worried about what everybody thinks. Thank God Noah didn't care what everybody thought. Right? Remember the story? He's building it. They're mocking him. Imagine. He's building. He's building. He's like, yo, Noah, what are you, what are you building, dude? Uh, a boat. What's a boat? Because they never seen a boat before. And he's like, well, it's, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain so much. There's going to be water everywhere. Well, really, what's rain? Read the Bible. It had never rained before either. It's going to float on the water. What's float mean? Like he's building them a fantasy, just mystery, silly, silly scientific story. While he's hammering away and working on the scenario. And they mock him and they laugh at him. And you know what he does? Picks up the hammer and gets to work. Proverbs 29 and 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. 
Christians are timid these days. While the world is loud and proud. Come on, somebody. Right? We've gotten loud and proud with everything that is outside of what God has said is right and holy. When do we, as believers, step up and be bold enough? And listen, we're scared. We're scared because this is the time period. Come on, everything's got to be PC. Right? We're worried about offending people. I offended a lady. Um, what day was that? Friday. Friday morning. Marcus is going to, this is going to come back. But anyway, Friday morning, I go through Hardee's to get some breakfast. Jen and I are headed to the beach. And we go through Hardee's to get some breakfast. And this, and this, uh, a black lady came on and you can tell through the microphone. She just, hey baby, how you, you know, what you want, you know, kind of thing and all this, right? And I'm like, hey, I want a, I want a chicken biscuit, a meal, and I want a large black coffee. And she goes, she goes, you want any cream or sugar or that? And I went, no, black. And she went, excuse me, over the microphone. And I thought, Lord Jesus, help me. I just stepped in it. Listen to me. We are in such an age where we're so worried about what we say because people are so offended. Listen to me, right? So I got up to the window, made a joke about it. We made up. We're all good now. She's my buddy. Okay. But, but listen, we're so timid because we're worried about what people say and we're worried about what people think and we're worried about the crowd and we're, and we're worried. Listen to me to be a difference maker. Catch this to be a difference maker. You have to be more concerned with obeying God than looking foolish. It is the only way you can be a difference maker. What else are we afraid of? Number three, we're afraid of the first step. Come on, the first step is always the hardest. You know what I'm talking about? You know that first step into the pool when when it's cold? Come on, you know what I'm talking about? And you're just like, "Eh, eh." right? Why do we all do the same thing? We do the whole walk down the stairs. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about thing? <laughs> when you know if you just jump in and get it over with, it's better. But we're scared of the, the first step. Hebrews 11 and 7. Listen to me. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, what did he do? Picked up a hammer and got to work. Right? In holy fear, he built the ark to save In holy fear. Can you imagine? Think about it. It took forever to build that boat. How many times did he doubt? How many times did he think, I, 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 I blew it here. Like this is, should I even keep building? Should I keep moving? How many times? Come on. Have you, how many of you ever done construction on your house? It always goes perfect, right? I won't even say anything, Buckners. But anyway, they still are in a construction scenario, right? But listen to me. Can you imagine with him building and then all of a sudden them going, oh, this whole side is out of spec. But he kept working, right? We're we're scared of that first step. Listen to me. Can I just say something to you? If you have the Holy Spirit in you, And God is leading you to do something. Dive. Head first. Dive in. Because the God of the universe will catch you. And if he sees your heart, and he knows that your heart is right, 
And it's the wrong dive, guess what? He'll snatch you and put you back on the shore. Because it's what he does. Right? God has been nudging some of you. There's an interesting uh, verse, 1 Kings 19 and 11. Look at this, this story. And he said, Go out and stand on a mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. So, so this is a story in the Old Testament where God actually is going to walk by the person. And great and strong winds tore the mountains and broke in pieces. The rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. Some translations say a still small voice. And God was in the whisper. And here's what I believe. I think God's been whispering to some of you. Matter of fact, I wrote down a bunch of things. I think he might have been whispering to some of you. Like this. Don't do it. Don't take that step. Don't make that decision. You know where that's leading. Or maybe it's this one. Do, do it. Stop, stop doubting what God has said to you. Right? And move. Stop, stop doubting the fact that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And jump in. Maybe God's saying this to some of you. Hey, hang in there. Don't give up yet. Right? We're getting there. Don't don't stop too early. So many people I've seen in their lives give up on something right before the possibility of breakthrough came in their life. Give up on a marriage right before the possibility of healing and restoration came in that scenario. Maybe God's saying this. Take the risk. Run for office. Get on a committee. Do something crazy for your community. Take the risk. A good friend of mine says this often and I love it. It's just money. It's just money. Listen to me, God's bigger than the reserve. Are you hearing me? What is it? What is it? What's what's God whispering to you? What's God whispering? What's the Holy Spirit trying to say? I told you earlier, God wanted to say something to you. And part of my job today was to get you to be quiet enough right now. It's still enough right now that maybe you would hear his voice for each one of you individually. Maybe he's whispering something like this. Yeah, but they were wrong. So, what does it look like for you to be the bigger person and apologize and make it right and say, can we move beyond this? Can we bring healing? Maybe God's saying this. No, it's, it's not just a silly little habit. No, sir, you, you really can't stop clicking and looking at those images. No, ma'am, you really can't stop the wine or the drinking that you do just to kind of calm down. And I'm so excited because in September, we're looking at launching Celebrate Recovery. Some of you have the opportunity to deal with your hurts and your habits and your hangups in that scenario. What else? Slow down. Come on, somebody. Take a deep breath in right now. And let it out. The chaos and the busyness that has become something that really we can't control and we're not going to last very much longer at this pace. I love this next one. How about this? 
there's more. There's more than what you think. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can think or imagine. No, it's not just this is the best life gets. No, it's not. I'm telling you it's not. There's more. When we are obedient to him and bold in him because his Holy Spirit empowers us, there is, there is more. Also, it's time. It's time for you to stop patty caking with the church and get in life steps. It's time for you to stop playing games with that relationship. I'm going to say it. Either put a ring on it or walk away. Come on. It's, it's time, right, for us to make decisions, to be the people that God has called us to be. Yeah? Or how about this one? This one might be my favorite to say to all of you. You can do it. You can do it. I know right now there's this tension in so many of you. That when I talk about being a a difference maker and making a difference and being bold, there's some of us, D personalities, they're standing out there like, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of the rest of you kind of going, uh, I'll follow somebody else doing it. And I need you to hear, you can do it. You can be who God's called you to be. You can be the mom that God's called you to be and the dad God's called, and you can be the business owner and you can be a difference maker in Lake County in Sumter County, in Central Florida. You can be a difference maker here at Leesburg High School or in the office where you work or the school that you work in. You can do it, God would say to you. It's time, but you have to step step out to find out. You got to step out to find out. You got to step out. Too many of us are in safe Christianity. You know what the end of Noah's story is? Best part. Rainbow. Right? Rainbow. Here's what, it, here's what it says. Genesis 9 and 13. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds as a sign of my what? As my what? Promise until the end of time. What is the promise to you and all the earth? And you know what the promise is? I'll never destroy everything again. In other words, I got you. That's the promise. Here here it is in Matthew 28, the last words Jesus said before he left. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Worship team, come join me so we can get ready to worship out. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Listen to me. The God of the universe is with you. Yes, he sees the wickedness. Yes, he sees the madness around you. He sees all of that. But his eyes are looking to and fro, the Bible says, looking for a people. I just snorted. Did you hear that? Listen, looking for a people to say, okay, me. Like, reluctantly, right? Come on, somebody. Reluctantly. Like, But, but my past, he's like, no, that, that, that'll qualify you. I'll turn a mess into ministry. But, 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 but um, I do kind of worry about what people think too much. I got you. Fix your eyes on me. Fix your eyes on me. I'll take care of it. Because those same people that are going to give you a hard time, you live it out for me are the same ones that are come running to you to ask you to pray for them or for advice. 
because of what I've created in you and who you are. Mm. Taking the first step. And then what's our last? What's our last struggle? <laughs> it's failure. Anybody fear failure? Well, I would do it, but what if, what if I blow it? Come on, somebody. What if I, what if I blow it? Do me a favor. Pull this little piece of paper out. See this little piece of paper? It's in your, it's in your guide there. Pull this little piece of paper out. I just want to give you a little bit of an illustration real quick. Somebody showed me this, and can I be honest with you? It jacked me up. It's about to jack some of y'all up. I just want to pass along the phone, okay? The ruler here, the ruler goes from 0 to 110. This is what I want you to do. I want you to guesstimate your death date. At what age do you think you are going home to heaven? I'm going to bend mine at 90. I'm going to go with 90. So I'm going to bend mine at 90. I'm going to bend it. Bend it again. And then I'm going to tear it off right there at 90. And this, well, this is going to heaven, right? This is, this is heaven. So this is gone. Now I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to bend it at your current age. So I'm going to bend mine at 50. Man, you're old. Right? Bend it good. Bend it real good. Tear it off. This is your past. Listen to me. There ain't a whole lot you can do with this now other than let the Holy Spirit heal you and move you past it. It's over. It's gone. And God, listen to me, God speaks this to you. If you'll let him, he will throw it all away. If you'll let him. That's what I got left. That's what you've got left. Some of you younger folks got a got a little slip of paper, and you're looking at yours, going, "Mine's better than Pastor Mike's." Some of my seniors in here are going, "Lord, have mercy." But I, I, I want you to look at it because I, I, I'm looking at this. So I've got my 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. What does that look like? Young people, you're looking at it and you're going, I got my 20s, 30s. Like, what, is it, what does that look like? Because I need you to hear something. God has some purpose for this. Are you hearing me? And what most people do is don't focus on it, don't realize it, don't look for God's purpose, and then we don't fulfill. And the next thing you know, I'm going to do this illustration in a few more years, and you're going to be like, got that much left. And then that much, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I want you to take this piece of paper, those of you who'd be challenged to do it, and put it somewhere where it will remind you. You have got something to do. And you've got a short amount of time to do it. But you have a Holy Spirit available to you that wants to empower you to be a difference maker. Can you, can you, this is a big question, can you trust the Holy Spirit enough let him make you a difference maker in that time to get past your past 
to overcome the doubts and the fears and all the things and the way the crowd thinks and my fear of failure and all these things and understand God has something unbelievable that he wants to do to make you a difference maker. Take your piece of paper in your hand, close your eyes, let's pray. Let's ask God how he wants to make us a difference maker in the time that we have left. God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for stirring our hearts today and reminding us that we were built with purpose and meaning. And God, we use this little piece of paper to remind us we have a short amount of time to fulfill the meaning and purpose that you have in our life. Help us today to recommit ourselves to seeking you and seeking your purpose for these days that we have left on this earth to make the difference that you called us to make. And while your eyes are still closed, I want to pray for those of you maybe today who feel far from God. Whether that be because you walked away a while back and you've let some things come between you and God or you made some bad decisions and you struggled, hey, welcome to the club. We have all done it. We all make bad decisions. No, but no judgment here. We just want to help you get back in relationship with Him. Or maybe you're here or you're watching online and you've never had a day when you said, today is the day that I give my life to Jesus. Today is the day I surrender my heart to Him. So if you feel far from God, pray something like this with me. Jesus, I give you my life today. I surrender all to you today. I surrender my timeline to you today. Would you come into my life, forgive me of my sins. As best as I understand, I'm going to work to follow you and fulfill your purpose for my life. Pray it in the holy name of Jesus Christ. All God's people said, amen, amen. Can we do something? We're going to worship. And I don't know if you recognize the words, but this song, Champion, we're going to sing this, and I'm just going to let them go. And they're just going to sing. You can stay as long as you want. You can sing a verse or two and then take off. It's completely up to you. I just don't want to hinder the Holy Spirit doing what he's about to do. We got Life Steps today. If you hadn't come to Life Steps, come to Life Steps. It's three, but we can get you started and you can finish next month. Come to Life Steps. It's the process. It's the next step. Be brave. Take the first step. Come join us in Life Steps. But let's do this. Let's stand to our feet. And Marcus is going to lead us in this song. And I love the words. I love the words. I've tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it that you could use someone like me. Yeah? Let's sing this song to God today. We'll see you guys next week. And I tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it. But you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Affection could never. Fall as you stand under
Breaking out 